Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 29th of November, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. And really good to be here with you this afternoon. Oh, I'm Nadine. Really good to be here with you, Kyle Rutter. Hello, Nadine. Yes, it's also good to be with you. And um, well, a good day. Of course, this is uh, a uh, auditory um, medium, but you're wearing green, fittingly enough. Maybe <laughs> drag the market back into positive territory because it was uh, looking a little bit grim there. But um, thanks, I and all. Thanks, thanks the miners. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Ionors. Thanks, the miners. Thanks, China as well, I think. Uh, Hang Seng, as we record, is up by more than 4%. The composite in China uh, is up by about two and a quarter. So, yeah, winding right back to 10 o'clock. Speaking with Chris Weston from Pepperstone after being sold hard yesterday. We all know why. Lots of uncertainty around China. He said, watch Chinese markets. They could uh, you know, be a harbinger of what's to come. But to your point, I mean, iron ore Dalian at one point today was up 3%, really just continuing to shrug off all the China COVID problems. I guess it's this, you know, the stimulus factor as well. Yeah, I, it must be. I was actually having a chat with um, uh, Martin Craig from Shore and Partners this afternoon and uh, I got his uh, probably best uh, insight, unfortunately, off air just for, for little old me, special little, uh, special little me. Um, I'm sure he wouldn't be uh, too unhappy for me to share, but totally perplexed by what's happening in iron ore and that he thinks that, you know, if uh, things were, were a little bit more normal, perhaps before the pandemic, these sorts of uh, environments would be more reflect, would reflect a, a price of, you know, 55 to $60 rather than, you know, a hundred where we are again. So it's, it's got plenty of people scratching their heads. Yeah. And I mean, as well, normally on a day that you see the likes of Fortescue metals downgraded to a sell from neutral by a group like City, at least it would have an impact on that share price, but not so today. Fortescue up by two and a half percent, BHP up by two percent, Rio up by three and a half percent. Go figure. Sometimes, Go figure. Kyle, I mean, you know, it's a day to day prospect with these markets, but safe to say, just for those of you who are unaware uh the local market did put on about three tenths of a percent the smp asx 200 closing at 7253 um, but it's not just iron ore i mean brent crude futures rose by about two dollars just toward the end of a session here in um you know in australia as as the session ended locally and again a lot of it can be traced back to China. So a rebound in these, um, you know, reports that Chinese health official will be holding a news conference later today to discuss coronavirus control measures. So will we see China continue to ease some of those policy restrictions? The yuan rallied, Chinese equities, as I mentioned. And so basically everything is responding to that speculation. I will caution 
we've been disappointed on this front before when we thought China was on the cusp of opening up. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll believe it when I say it at this point. I, I, I don't uh, particularly understand how we got that flurry of uh, excitement just to begin with. Um, maybe it was just that dire what was being priced in. But but also, Kyle, I mean, social cohesion is such a focal point for mm-hmm. uh, for the powers that be in China. And I'm not saying that the recent protests are any sort of a real threat to overall social cohesion or, you know, to, to the powers that be. But it is not in their interest to have these types of images coming from China, these types of protests. Mm. Um, Of course, it's not in their interest to have really poor health outcomes, which is what we're told will happen if they open up significantly because of, you know, lack of vaccination and everything else. But yeah, I'm sure there's there's some very serious conversations going on in China. Yeah, well, I guess we can only speculate, right? But um, hopefully we'll get uh, some clarity. That's all I want yeah. is clarity. Okay. It doesn't have to be good news. Doesn't have to be, Just give me some clarity. Yeah, okay. Well, some of the companies that outperformed today, Reverse Solutions. Hey, Chinese authorities, are you listening? Kyle wants clarity. Anyways, <laughs> EML, uh, speaking of broker moves, it saw its price target lifted by Wilson's cut, though, by UBS just today. Still, though, its uh, share price was up by about 9 close to 10%. Um, it looks like there was some buying in um in eml payments yesterday as well Mm. look uh on the flip side of the equation collins food you can't look past that down by 20 percent was out with its half yearly results it's um pausing its taco bell expansion first half profit dropped 58 percent still says that it's confident about the prospects for taco bell see i love finding these little tidbits interesting asset to honor taco bell yeah but kfc i mean it was sort of a, a real um, real strength for the company, but it's facing a lot of the headwinds that many other mm. companies are facing in terms of inflation. Hey, look, that was the stock of the day. Shall we listen in? Let's do it. Let's hear it. Trying to find value. Is it worth buying now? Look, I don't think so just yet. I think it's very reasonable that the shares are worth less in the environment, as I said, the market should have already known. But it's still what's probably 17-ish times earnings, depending on how this rolls out. And by the way, their outlook is for continued margin pressure. It's not cheap enough. It's come down. Right. Just because a stock falls doesn't mean it was great value if it wasn't good value before. It was overvalued before. Maybe it's just fairish value now. I think that's probably my best guess. Fairish is about the best I can say for it. Um, is it cheap? I think Scott's bang on in the context that it's a good quality business in a bad macro cycle. Yes, are they good at executing, but it's going to be tough. So I don't think it's going to outperform too much. I think this thing will run into another selling around 10 bucks. So you're buying a 10, 15% upside that's got a lot of macro risk working against it. So I think it struggles for the next 12 to 18 months. So that's the view on Collins Food, CKF, the worst performer um, today. Uh, and that was uh, Nathan Samasandaram from Deep Data Analytics. And uh, who's got Phillips from The Motley Fool? Boy, it's been a long day, I guess. Yeah, it's a long, long day. But interesting one, isn't it, with, with Collins Foods? Just because I think, you know, we talk about the power of thematics and momentum. That kind of food thing really took off. And it would seem that maybe the company's having trouble meeting the expectations um in its in its actual numbers but anyway down what was it down 19 20 percent for the day yeah um pretty severe if you're if you've been holding that one you know um we're staying two and a half years in fact i was just looking for this is the name microba life sciences yes sonic healthcare agreed to buy a stake 
in the business. Microbus says that they're in- looking to increase their stake, in fact, by 5% mm-hmm. further than the 19.99%. But if you just spoke with the CEO, I, I mentioned did. it yes. because the share price at one point was up by 91%, Kyle. Uh, yeah, I, I felt reluctant to mention it as if it was almost farcical, you know what I mean? Because you know, obviously it's, it's fantastic news that they were incredibly uh, proud. Dr. Luke Reed is the CEO and we did have a chat about you know what the business does first and foremost, what this deal will mean for them and, and their growth prospects. Um, but it, it's extraordinary. And it was at 61%. Uh, finished 61% higher at about 35 cents per share. Um, but I don't know, it was a good good news story. Yeah. Obviously, was was fairly chaffed. You could tell it's uh, wanted to keep the sort of sober uh, CEO and, and doctor um, um, presentation, but there was obviously excitement there. Um, and why wouldn't you be? You've, you've probably got a fair stake in that company if you're the CEO and you, you'd be pretty chuffed to see it up 90% on a, on a deal like this. Yeah, you can check that uh, interview out online. Every day we speak with CEOs of um, companies that have made an announcement, companies that are doing interesting things and we can you can actually just scroll through the website and we've got a particular portion rail as we call it where you can get all of the latest CEO interviews um, if that is uh, what interests you um, what else might interest you today well we had so many great conversations um, I spoke with Kyle McIntyre for Firetrail Investments um, we talked about a lot actually we talked about diversification global versus local we talked about this company he says you should invest in which actually has just got approval to sell the most expensive drug in the world what's it for for hemophilia Oh, company CSL. You want to listen ah. into that. Um, it's in the show notes. Uh, we also talk about Qantas. So fun fact, yep. uh, Kyle was one of the first guests that we had on Ausbiz. I remember clearly oh. first day. Right. Um, and Qantas, so that was depths depths of the pandemic, you know, planes grounded. And uh, yeah, Qantas was his pick then. He's still holding. So listen to the interview to find out why. And uh, yeah, there's there's plenty in that interview. Um, also, if you like buy, hold, sells, Luke Larative from Seneca. He's always good value. Yeah, he had a, a great discussion. And uh, finally, someone pulled the trigger on CBA, gave us, uh, gave us a sell on that. So... Um, that that was my piece of trivia. It doesn't even do the word justice of how trivial uh, this fact is. But uh, the highest weekly close for the stock last week. So it never closed above, it finished a week above $108 per share. It did that last week. Um, but we're starting to get that kind of, um, I guess, time to, time to take your profits and run. And uh, I think we were talking about it last week, actually, just how much good news that if you know, if it was reflecting, you know, rationally the outlook for the Australian economy, how much good news that would actually reflect to have CBA at, at, at a record high. So he, he said, take it off the table. He was a little bit, you know, bearish banks sort of, I guess, in, in general said that if you had to own one, maybe Westpac on, on valuation grounds, uh, but always obviously good value, um, uh, uh, Luke. Yeah, I spoke with AL Capital today, Elon Miller. It's on the website, but he just gave a wrap of AGM season. He waited on the bank's as well. He also talked about some sectors that he expects will outperform in 2023, just going on what they talked about in AGM. So yeah, you should go to the website, osbiz.com.au, if you don't already, to listen to that. Look, otherwise, I mean, we had Fisher and Paykel. So we are getting some of these out-of-cycle reports that share price was up by 9.2% um, you know, on the release of its half-year results. So pretty positive there. And uh, yeah, it's nice to focus on positive stories for a bit. Hey, Kyle, what are you expecting from... <laughs> I don't know, that segue was you know, a little clunky, but what are you expecting from the inflation data tomorrow? Um, what am I expecting? I mean, I just want to see if... 
I mean, first and foremost, it's about whether we get that kind of tick down uh, that we're sort of hoping for or, or, or slash expecting um, and whether it will be taken uh, with any kind of, what would the term be, seriousness from, from, from market participants. So it'd be really interesting, I think, what, what's, how many installments have we had of that now? Because it's only only reasonably new is the, the monthly number, right? Yeah, I think maybe two, three. Two or three, yeah. yeah. So it's really hard to, to get sort of a great inference on it. But I think the f- what, what everyone will do immediately is grab the number, annualize it and post it on social media and, and, mm. and you know, proclaim this is what, you know, inflation ought to be in sort of 12 months' time and what the RBA should do as um, as a result. But I'm going to be interesting to sort of peruse. I guess the other thing coming up too is, you know, the Jay Powell sort of speech in, mm-hmm. in about 48 hours' time. So um, that, that ought to be fascinating as, as well. But, um, yeah, Aussie rates market's been really interesting. Had a couple of conversations today just around the, the, the rate outlook. And the, the cash futures are only pricing, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, 72% chance of a 25-point hike. So there's this kind of increasing incremental move to pricing the possibility that they don't they don't go at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? If my reading of it's correctly, yeah, a cash rate futures of uh, 72, 72% hmm. for a 25 and well, not a 50 anymore, that's that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I had Stephen Wilm from the CBA today. They're, they're sticking to their 25, one more 25 call, take it to 3.1. Yeah, 25 is what I think the consensus is that yeah. I've been sort of getting from people. But to your point about, yeah, what's happening globally, whoops, <laughs> Bang my face there for a second. Um, Phil O'Donohoe from Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank has released its 2023 yes. World Outlook. So he's joining me um, just after 10 o'clock. I think it's about 10.40. So I'll be speaking with him about that. But no doubt I'll be getting uh, his updated view on, well, in the wake of retail sales and inflation and, you know, what he's now expecting from the yeah. Well, Deutsche has been making, making waves both domestically and globally, I think, with their calls of a, of a pretty severe recession. Yeah. So um, it'd be interesting to get uh, straight from the horse's mouth Phil's, Phil's opinion on the matter. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, Look, there's lots out there in terms of crypto. Uh, we talked about the BlockFi filing for bankruptcy on cracking crypto today. That's up on the website if you're interested to learn more about, I guess, what some people had seen as an inevitability. Um, what will fall next in that space? I don't want to jinx it, but it certainly seems as it's all in a bit of a precarious situation. To say the least. Uh, yeah. Um, So that's a bit of the taste of today. Look, coming up tonight, we do get some news on inflation. We will get a German inflation read and also European consumer confidence. Now, we also will get a bit of an insight into U.S. home prices. We also get a little bit of an insight into inflation and interest rates um, and how they're impacting consumers. We get the conference board's consumer confidence Uh, read coming out of the U.S. tonight. So still, you know, some data coming through that we'll Mm -hmm. be able to hang our hats on. All of these data pieces are so important when we've got the Fed speakers out in full force Uh, ahead of that blackout period. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, J-Pal will be the big one. Will he push back on, I suppose, what has been um, a very strong loosening, would you say, or a big loosening of financial conditions over the last few weeks? Not what he wants to see. So it could be interesting if he slaps him down. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just seeing some breaking news here. We've been waiting to hear uh, who would be the next CEO of Fortescue Metals. And it's another woman, Fiona Hick, will be joining Fortescue, replacing Elizabeth Gaines as chief executive officer. She'll be doing so in February 2023. I do not know her history. I'll be looking that up as soon as yes. we're finished recording we'll be this podcast. By tomorrow morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's uh it's a it's pretty live out there as we are. Uh, 
you know, recording this podcast with everything going on in Asia and with commodities and everything else. Aurora Biosurgery is another one of those companies that did put out some results today and we'll be speaking with them tomorrow as well. Really looking forward to that. That's one of Junbei Lu from Tribeca's big picks oh. and has been for a while. So yeah, I'll be reaching out to her to make sure I'm asking all the right questions. <laughs> that's a heads up, Junbei. You know, she listens to the podcast. Of course. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty much the day as I saw it. Anything that we're missing, Kyle? Hmm. All the corporate news. There was an inundation. I suppose Woodside, Woodside's update was interesting too. I don't know if we covered that. So just downgrading as production guidance yeah. just a touch. Um, but no, that's that's the only thing I'd, I'd throw in there. We're just going to get you know that sort of backloading of information this this week, and we'll see if we get much of a response to, um, I guess the, the the latest developments in China. And mm. once once Wall Street opens, we'll be able. That's to a very close watching brief for us tonight, isn't it? Yeah, can't wait to uh, flick on the phone to to see the. Um, pages and pages of notifications that uh, they come through overnight yeah absolutely well again just to reiterate uh, we're pretty much flat for the week now so far of course we're only tuesday with the local market finishing at 7,253, let's call it that, up by three-tenths of one percent. So yeah, a lot of that, uh, a lot of that uh, around optimism coming out of China right now remains to be seen how long that will last. Um, Kyle, I hope you have a good night. You too. Yeah, you two out there. Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.